0: welcome everyone to kingdom rock radio we pray that you will enjoy today's message now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today two things the enemy is launching once again offense he wants to make you offended secondly he's releasing lying symptoms i've also told you limit your time with the news Limit your time with news and limit your time on social media When you are challenged and when you are challenged about your political views and some will get very irate and angry, I'm with Jesus. I'm with the Lord. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now here is today's message. We thank you so much for wherever you're watching all around the world. The Lord does have a word for you today. And so I thank you that you're here with us. Hallelujah. All right, let me tell you some things. Now, you know, we're in a a series uh, entitled Focus on Christ, and we're going to continue to that on that series today. And this is part number seven in that series. So you need to hear today with both ears. Let them that have an ear hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Let me tell you some things that happen prophetically right now. Uh, I believe on God's time clock. The Antichrist is rising in the earth today, and there are signs of it everywhere. Let me give you one particular sign before we get into the rest of the message today. Anytime man, anytime the world looks to a leader, a political leader, a political leader, uh, any political leader and thinks that they're going to solve their problems. All of their problems will go away if this candidate wins. And people get angry, they get irate, they are extremely fearful and agitated. If someone threatens that person, um, that tells you the Antichrist is rising. I'm not telling you that any one of the political candidates is the Antichrist, I'm telling you the Spirit is already present when man looks for a Messiah, one person, to solve all the problems. And this is something that's not only happening in the United States, this is happening all around the world. It has been said before when the United States sneezes, the whole world catches a cold. We are such an influence around the entire world, around the entire world. And there is fear and there is panic and there's dread running through the streets, violence, massive violence. Is erupting and it will continue to erupt. I told you before, December is a red month. Not talking about red as in a political party, but is a danger month. And God is preparing you for that, the thing that is coming. Hallelujah. I tell you this now so that when it arrives, you won't be swept away. Now, again, there are winds changing uh, in our world today, in our culture. People are being swept up, up. and you need to make sure that you're rooted in Christ, rooted and grounded in in Him, or you will be swept away by the madness. You'll be swept away by the fear, swept away by the dread, and, and you will fear what they fear. You will panic when they panic. You will run when they run. When the Father said that, I am your strong tower, I am your shield, and I am your buckler, there's no need for you to be afraid, He said, I've got you. Let me tell you this. Limit your time watching the news. Limit your time to social media. Hear this prophetically. Limit your time in the news. Limit your time on social media. Why? Because the enemy, Satan, Lucifer, is in charge of the news. He's controlling the news. Now, I'm not telling you that newscasters are bad, people are bad, but I'm telling you that he has, he has uh, slanted the news in an effort to make people panic, fear. And in an effort to make people uh, violent. And when, when people are afraid, they get violent and they begin to do crazy things. And the news is now being slanted toward violence. How do you know that? It's slanted towards fear. How do I know that? All right, before you watch it, see what state you're in. Now, if you've watched it for a while, see how you feel. Same through your social media. What does it cause you to do? Jesus said, you will know it's tree. You will know what tree it is by the fruit it bears. You know, it's tr- you know what type of tree it is by the fruit it bears. I'm telling you, our media today is slanted. It is slanted to cause you fear. It is slanted to cause you worry and anxiety. It is slanted that way. Why? So that the world can look for a Messiah, a person that will arise and solve the problem. They're looking for somebody. That will solve the problem. And that looking is causing the rise of the Antichrist. Now, Jesus, of course, is on. The Lord is coming soon. Praise God Almighty. Whether he comes today or next month or next week, uh, I, I don't know. But I know the Lord is soon to come for his church. Hallelujah. But if the Lord tarries, that means that you and I will still be here in the midst of all of this. And you must be prepared. To that end, the Father says you must focus on. On Christ, you must focus on Christ or you will be swept away with the panic of the world. Remember, uh, the world is all going really off the ledge. And for you to go upstream when everybody's going downstream, that's going to take some focus. That's going to take some determination. You must focus on Christ. So I tell you again, limit your time to the news. Limit your time in social media. Limit your time. If you're around argumentative people, that want to argue about politics and all of that stuff. Don't go into all of that with them. What am I saying to you? Joshua 5, when Joshua went into the uh, promised land before he conquered Jericho, uh, he met there an angel. And it was an angel of the Lord. And he asked that angel, are you with us or with them? Who are you with, us or them? Are you with this political party or that political party? We can say today, who are you with? Angel said, neither. I'm the captain of a host. I'm with the Lord. So when they tell you, and I'm telling you to say this, when they tell you to ask you, well, who are you with? I'm with Jesus. Because regardless of who sits in the Oval Office, you're still going to have to pray for him. You're still going to have to do things that we've already been doing. So do not get caught up in the cares and worries of the world. And last, before we get started, I need to tell you this. The enemy is launching two things against the body, two things against the body you need to guard against. You need to guard against these two things. One, the spirit of offense. This is an old weapon because he wants to get you to stop listening, stop coming, stop participating in the fellowship. He wants you to stop. Hearing the word of God. So he's going to make something that small look big so that you will be offended and so that you won't come in here. One, he's uh, releasing the spirit of offense. Secondly, he's releasing lying symptoms, lying symptoms. You wake up. Oh, I got this. What's what this? I must be sick. Oh, what's that? Oh, what's that? Oh, what's this? I'm feeling this. Oh, what's that? Oh, what's going on? What's going on? With me? What's going on with me? What's going on with me? Lying symptoms. Here's what happens. Here's what you need to do. You need to challenge every symptom that you have. Challenge it. Challenge it. You declare, no, this can't be so because uh, the Bible declares that it's by Jesus stripes that I was healed. The Bible declares that uh, he was wounded uh, for my, transgress- my transgressions, he was bruised for my iniquity, the chastisement uh, of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we were healed, we are healed, Isaiah 53. We need, you, need to, you need to do that, we need to operate in the spirit and have a measure of discernment. Question everything. Question everything. Every symptom that comes to your body, every pain, every ache, every sniffle, question everything. Ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, give me wisdom concerning this body. Give me wisdom concerning this body. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. Give me wisdom concerning this body, and he will tell you. He will tell you. OK, this is a spirit. This is something else. Drink this. Do that. He will tell you. I'm telling you in this hour, you need to focus on Jesus. Focus on him because the enemy is releasing the spirit of offense and lying symptoms. If you caught it up with, it with any of those, uh, then it's not going to be good. Hallelujah. I wish I can be there for you and help you every single day, but I cannot. You're going to have to lean on the Lord. This is why the Lord tells you this now before it happens. I I was experienced one of the ways I know this because, of course, the Lord deals with me about it. And I'm telling you how he deals with me. I was having a a lying symptom. I I kept feeling a weakness in my body, a weakness. Why am I feeling weak? Kept feeling a weakness Weakness. Uh, so I meditated in the word. And last night, as I was having a good time washing the dishes, praise God, <laughs> praise God, had washing dishes. I had my head set on, listen to the word of God, uh, listening to Matthew, just 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 enjoying myself. And uh, as I was listening uh, to the word and uh, washing, I heard the spirit say it's a spirit. It's a lying spirit. And, whoa, I felt a warmth come over my entire body, and I took authority over it in the name of Jesus. You spirit in Jesus' name, you spirit of infirmity, spirit of weakness, I bind you in the name of Jesus. And I command you to go from me now. And I haven't had one single issue since. Not one single issue since. Now, is that biblical? Can a spirit bring along symptoms? Can a spirit be tied to disease? Absolutely. Look at it's all in the New Testament. Is Is every sickness tied with the spirit? No, but some are. And you're going to have to have the wisdom to know what is and what is not. As you commune with God, as you commune with him, the spirit of God will lead you. He'll lead you into all truth. He will give you discernment. So I tell you this again, child of God. I tell you this now so that you will know when it comes. Two things the enemy is launching once again, offense. He wants to make you offended. Secondly, he's releasing lying symptoms. I've also told you, limit your time with the news. Limit your time with news and limit your time on social media. When you are challenged and when you are challenged about your political views and some will get very irate and angry. I'm with Jesus. I'm with the Lord. Jesus is my Messiah. He's my Messiah. Are you understanding child of God? You're in those times now. Let's go back in the series now. Focus on the word or rather focus on Christ, which is essentially the same thing. So we focus on Christ, we're in part number seven now. As the Lord leads us to this title, lead, uh, rather, let, let me lead. Jesus says, let me lead. This is the word from the Lord. Jesus says to his church, let me lead. Let me lead. We'll go further in that. Last time, last time we were together, I gave you eight, eight things or eight W's, eight W's of wisdom and uh, things for you to do, things that you had to do. I'm telling you, if not on a daily basis, you need to do them on the regular, as they say. Um, hear, uh, please hear me. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're in charge right now and that your people are hearing. In Jesus' mighty name, I thank you, Lord, that they are watching, that they are receiving your word. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Last time, I gave you uh, eight things that you need to do on the regular. The Lord has increased it to nine, so I give you eight. I'll give you the ninth now. So the first one was word. You get in the word. Make sure you're doing that. Make sure you two worshiping. Three. Make sure you're drinking plenty of water. Uh, Four. Make sure that you're uh, doing some sort of strength training. That's weights. You need to be doing that. Some sort of strength training. Five. You need to do some sort of walking. Some sort of cardio. Some sort of cardio. Six, uh, wait in the presence of the Lord. Seven, you need to spend time wandering. uh, Wandering, that is thinking about God's goodness, keeping his goodness before you. And eight, that tickled us, you need to wiggle. That is, you need to have some fun. You're going to have to have some measure of fun. And nine, you need to work. Now, I'm not talking about The Lord's not talking about work as in your job where you make money, now that's good, please do that. But he's talking about being productive, that is working to make yourself better in some area, working to make yourself better. If it means taking another uh, uh, course, online course, if it means reading another type of book, if it means uh, getting an app and learning another language, something, something to make yourself better. Something to make your noggin move and those those synapses fire. You have to do something to make yourself better. Hallelujah. Something to make yourself better, to improve yourself. All these things will help you in this time, in this season. All right, this series comes with a confession. It goes like this. Because of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. You can help me read it together. I am forgiven, Colossians 1.14. All my sins have been washed away, 1 John 1.7. I have peace with God, Romans 5.1. I have been made the righteousness of God, 2 Corinthians 5.21. I am forever perfected and sanctified, being made holy, Hebrews ten fourteen. I am not now, nor will I ever be condemned by God, Romans eight one. I am loved and accepted in the presence of God, John three sixteen, Ephesians one six. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. First John four seventeen. Praise God. So again, the Lord said, we got to focus on Christ, focus on what He's doing, what He is saying. Uh, do not get distracted. This world, as Pastor Miko said last week, as the Lord said through her, this world is, I think I can say, fraught with distractions. There are a whole lot of distractions in this world today. Do not get distracted from Christ. You must focus on him, must focus on his word. If you intend not to be swept away by the world system, you must focus on your anchor, focus on Christ. Are you hearing me? This week, the Lord takes us back to uh, Matthew, the 11th chapter, Matthew 11, verse 25 through 30. I want to show you some things here. We've just been here uh, recently. I can't remember uh, what particular message it was, but this is very familiar, but he wants me to bring this back up to you t- today, and I can see why as we'll as we, as we go through it today. So Matthew 11, verse 25 through 30, this is how it reads. The Lord says, At that time uh, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and has revealed them unto babes. Verse 26. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. Look at verse 27. All things are delivered unto me of my father. The word delivered there means to be given into one's power, given into one's power, given into your control. So Jesus saying, all things have been given into my control. Now that's important for you to understand. Everything everything is under the control of Christ. Now, We know that the devil is in the devil is uh, the God of this world, the God of this world system This God of this world system. He's the author of the lies and the deception and the trickery that's going on today. But as far as the power, as far as everything that is good, everything that is godly, everything that is worth having, Jesus says it's under my control. And even one day, the Lord will put the enemy, devil, the, the devil, uh, Lucifer, will be under the Lord Jesus' feet. And all these things will be cast forth into hell, into ultimately the lake of fire. Hallelujah. So everything is under the Lord's power. But you understand something, and he's going to make a, a brilliant statement further on, but you must understand it in this light. It's all under, it all has been delivered to Christ. Say with me, this power, this authority has been delivered to Christ. All right, this is how the Lord Jesus was able to cast out devils and demons. This is how he was able to heal the sick and, and raise the dead, walk on water. This is how he was able to do that, to speak to the storms. All things have been delivered unto him. You need to understand that. So it says, all things are delivered unto, unto me of my Father. And no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son. And he too... Uh, whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Look at verse 28, very familiar. He says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The first thing the Lord says to us is, Come. Come, that is, come away from that and come to me. The Lord is still saying the same thing to us. He's saying, come to me. In other words, the word come is a command. It is an imperative. In order to come to the Lord Jesus, first of all, you've got to repent. Prior to you you coming to the Lord, uh, we were, the Bible says, he tells us who's coming to him. Let's look at verse 29 again. He says, uh, rather verse 28, he says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. So he's talking to people that are, that are struggling in life. Labor means uh, to, to work hard, to toil. It means to be exhausted, exhausted. And heavy laden means to be simply overloaded. You are overloaded and you are exhausted. Jesus says, come to me. Now, why is this person overloaded? Why is this person exhausted? Because they've been trying their best to do their best. In this context, the Lord is talking about a religious system, how the people have been trying their best to be good, trying their best um, not to sin, uh, trying, their best, uh, to quotas, uh, trying their best to fulfill uh, religious quotas, trying their best to find favor in the sight of God. And that's what we do today. We're trying our best to be pleasing in the sight of God, trying our best to live a perfect life. And you find that that way is hard. It's exhausting and it's heavy. Jesus, in this account, this is a very pivotal moment in his ministry because he says to you and I come away from that religious system. Come to me. He says, come to me. Come to me. And ultimately, he says, I will give you rest. I will give you what you've been longing for. Come to me. So the Lord says again, he says, uh, verse 28, he says, come unto me, all you that labor and a heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Again, how do you come to Jesus? First of all, you must repent. You must turn from your way. Realize that what you've been doing is not working. If your life has become hard and heavy, if it's burden, burdensome, if you are exhausted, if you feel I just cannot do this right, then you are a candidate for this. And Jesus says, come away from that. In other words, most of us uh, can be really honestly can be um, referred to as control freaks. If you can't get it your way, if you can't do it, if, if it won't happen the way that you think it should be done in the time that you should uh, see it done, if you don't think that this person should, if they don't act this way, if this doesn't happen, uh, if, if you can't control it, it exhausts you. You get discombobulated. You get confused and your body begins to, to uh, react negatively. The Lord says, come to me, come away from that. And we'll see today, the Lord says, let me lead. How do you come to Jesus? First of all, you have to repent of the way you've been going, realize that what you've been doing has not been working. Remember, you know, it's fruit. You know what type of tree it is by the fruit it bears. It hasn't been working. It's, It's been bringing about negative things. Jesus says, come to me. Secondly, you come to the Lord Jesus by talking to him. You must talk to the Lord. You must feed on his word. Third, you must feed on his word. And fourth, you must acknowledge him as leader. Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. When you come to him, now you cannot be in two places at one time. That's divinely inspired. Either you're with Christ or you're not with him. So if you're finding rest, you're with him. If you're frustrated, if you're exhausted, then you're not there. Are you hearing Let's just be honest. Glory to God. So the Lord talks to the people that are exhausted, that are frustrated, that are aggravated. Those people that think I am all alone in this and nobody understands me and nobody understands what I'm going through. The Lord says, come to me. Now, these you can be a very well-meaning person. Hallelujah. Very well-meaning person. But still go through this. The Lord says, come to me. You're missing something. You're missing it. And the Lord said, and I will give you rest. I will refresh you. I will refresh you. There's no refreshing. There's only toiling and and hardness. Jesus says, come to me. Let me refresh you. There is a refreshing in my presence, but you must come to me. In other words, let Jesus lead. You must let him take the wheel. Hallelujah. You've got to let Jesus lead. If it's got to be on your way all the time and everybody around you has got to act a certain way. All you're in for is a bunch of hurt and pain because folk are never going to do right. Hallelujah. They're never going to meet all your expectations. And you'll always say, well, if I want it done right, I guess I got to do it myself. And you'll forever be doing it yourself, forever worrying, worrying yourself and wearing yourself out. Jesus says, Come to me. He said, I, I can give you refreshing. You don't have to be a control freak. He says, Let me lead. Are you hearing? Secondly, he commands you, he says, um, Take my yoke. And we're beginning to close shortly. He says, Take my yoke. Now, yoke, I'm telling you, this is powerful because the word yoke talks about, uh, of course, we know it, it talks about a, uh, an agricultural thing where you have um, two oxen and they're tied together the, and they're pulling, they're pulling a plow. The word yoke also literally talks about the beam that joins the two elements on a scale, on a balancing scale. You saw, you've seen the scales of justice, or think about a seesaw. One child on this end, another child on that end. Well, the the stick or the beam that connects them, that's called the yoke. And Jesus says, Take my yoke upon you. In other words, He's saying, Work with me, not for me, work with me. When you're yoked together with Christ, He says, Work with me. Well, what is Jesus doing? What is He working toward? He's working toward accomplishing the father's will in the earth, doing the father's will. And we'll see this. The Lord says, work with me, yoke with me, get in here with me. But most of the time, what do we do? We're telling the Lord, I want to work for you. I want to work for you. Well, when you try to work for the Lord, you're basically basically just trying to do the right thing and doing what you think is right, how it should be done. This is for you, Jesus. This is for you. This is for you, Lord. This is for you. And you can have all the best intentions, stand all the best intentions. But your life be full with what? Worry and exhausted, heavy laden. And you say, Lord, I'm trying to do this for you and these folk, this and this ain't happening. And I'm hard and it's heavy and I can't take this no more. Jesus says, come to me and I'll give you rest. A well-meaning person. Let's look at that example here in Luke, the 10th chapter, Luke 10, verse 38 through 42. You know this account. This is about Mary and Martha. Very well intentions. Let's look at this out of the New Living Translation Verse 38 says as, as Jesus and the disciples continued to continue to their continue on their way to Jerusalem they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha uh, welcomed him into her home her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught but Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing She came to Jesus and said, Lord don't, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work, tell her to come and help me. How did Jesus respond? Verse 41, but the Lord said unto her, uh, my dear Martha, You are worried and upset over all these details. That's the life of someone that's heavy burdened, worried and upset about all the details because it's just not going the way you think it should go. After all, you've got the best intentions. We got to feed Jesus. But her life was exhausting. Exhausting. Exhausting verse 42 there is only one thing worth being uh, concerned about mary has discovered it and it will be and it will not be taken away from her martha chose work over relationship she chose working for him and not with him if she chosen working with him then she would have discovered maybe all that was needed was a few sandwiches and not a seven-course meal, if she decided to work with him. But you want to work your best for him, you're going to do what you think is right. And obviously, eating was right, but the amount of things that she prepared was wrong. And you can have a big project and think, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But if you're not working with the Lord, then you're not sensitive to his spirit. Maybe he doesn't want the red ones. Maybe maybe only wants one of this and maybe maybe the other thing is not necessary. Maybe that's good, but it's not for right now. You have to work with him, not for him. Are you hearing working for the Lord is not bad, but working with him is more excellent. You get to walk with Jesus, yoke together with him. He's your fellow yokeman together. Now, you can also have bad intentions, selfish intentions. Uh, Matthew 7, verse 21 through 23, and it says, these are people with selfish intentions. They, they say here, not Jesus says, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. We did this for you, Jesus. We were busy working for you. What would the Lord reply? But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's law. it spent a lot of time working for him, but it never got to know him. So here's your word. Let Jesus lead. Get in there with him. You're not alone. Acknowledge his presence. Acknowledge your presence. Acknowledge his presence and just say, Lord, you are my fellow yokemen and I agree to do what you want to do today, how you want to do it, as much as you want to do it. Lord, you know me. You know me. You know how to communicate with me. And I'm saying this by faith. And I say right now, lead me in the way that I should go, in the way that we should go. Together, we'll do this. Does that make sense to you? Now, where's Jesus leading? We know in Psalm, 20, um, Psalm 23rd Psalm, the Lord said that, that he leads us. Let's look at verse number 1. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want, right? He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still, still waters. Where is Jesus taking me? If I'm letting him lead, where is he taking me? He's taking you beside the still waters. Look at verse 3. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. He's leading you. He's leading you in the right thing. His heart is to do the will of God. His heart is to, is to do the Father's will. As a matter of fact, let's look at that in, in John 8, chapter, John 8, verse 28 through 30. It says, Then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself. But as the Father hath taught me, I say these things. And he that sent me is with me. The father have not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. And as he spake these words, many believed on him. So the perfect example really of working with Jesus is what we've been doing on, on Thursday nights. As we've been, as we've been uh, speaking from John, the 15th chapter, how the Lord Jesus is the vine, and we are the branches. You want to produce fruit for God, much fruit? when you have to do it with Jesus and not apart from him. You have to acknowledge him in everything that you do. You're going to have to let him lead, let him lead. So we have to repent of our pride, repent of having our own way, re- repent of being a control freak. And how do you know that that's been happening? If you're always frustrated, if you're heavy laden, if you're toiled, if you're exhausted, if people just won't do right. If you find yourself trying to control the actions of people, boy, you're really going to be exhausted, because they can never measure up to your standard. As a matter of fact, you can never measure up to your standard. I didn't get one amen, online community. (laughs) It's hard for you to measure up to what you think is right, for you to do that all the time. You can't even live up to your standards. Jesus said, let me lead you. Let me lead you. Let's conclude this here. As a matter of fact, let's go to the very last verse here. Jesus says here, let's go to back Matthew 11, verse 29 and 30. The Lord says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Take my yoke, get in the yoke with me. He said, then learn of me. How you going to learn from the Lord? Learn by doing, by practice, getting in his word. Every day is a journey. Every day. He said, for I'm meek and I'm, I'm lowly. Meek as in I am gentle. I'm not bossy. He said, I'm lowly. That is, I'm humble. I'm not proud. I'm not proud. He said, he said my yoke is easy. That is... It's better. It's easy. The other way is hard. He said, my way is easy. You want to please the father, right? You want to do right, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, my way is easy. He said "And my my yoke is light. That is, it's not heavy. That, it's heavy over there. But here it's light. And the word light there also means agile. That is, you can it's so light that you can move, that you can maneuver with it. You're not burdened down. You're not weighed down. I pray you're here today. So, Father, I pray today, we're going to end it right there. And I just pray that, Father, your people have heard your word, and I just release your word unto them that they will no longer be worried and frustrated and aggravated and confused and think that they're all alone. when, Jesus, you are with them and you've been with them all along. I pray today, Lord, that we will pick up the yoke of Christ and let Jesus lead. Bless your people, Father, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today, only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.